0: Local Anesthetic Podcast. This is your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news. My name is Alex. This is Rob. Hello. And um, we can be found on our website, which is www.lapodcast.net. We're on Twitter, at lapodcast.net. Yep. And um, we're on Facebook, at www.facebook.com forward slash LAPodcast we are and you can email us your stories because we do enjoy emails listening in their stories from around the country or worldwide we've still only ever had one email from a foreign listener we would like more mm. and our email address is www.lapodcast.net at gmail.com I'll repeat that it's not www dot is it? No. no it's not no it's it's what's the email address Rob? lapodcast.net at gmail.com which I know sounds a bit strange but it but just don't, don't worry about it.
1: Um, <laughs> That's for us to worry about.
0: Yes. The, and, and, and we would like to say, if we've got anybody out there who's been listening, who's never left a rating on iTunes, please leave us a rating on iTunes, because they really help us. And we haven't had a rate. We've got plenty of ratings on there, but we'd like some new ones. And spread the word. If you like the podcast, tell a friend, tell your relatives, tell your grandmother, whoever. Is on Scrape random. it on a wall. Piss it in the snow. Who cares? Anyway, really. We're just grateful. You had something you wanted to say, Rob. You wanted to do some self-promotion.
1: Oh, yeah. I think some I was
0: self-promotion. I'm, thank you. Um, around the time that
1: um, we first came up with the idea of the podcast, I was also in the process of writing uh, a sitcom pilot, which went, um, well, nowhere. Um, it writing was, it with a friend, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, with, with a friend. Um it was submitted to the New York Film Festival, which um, was around... I think it was in, in, around this time last year. Anyway, it didn't go anywhere. So um, we re-edited it. It's on YouTube. So if people want to see it, I'm not going to give you the link because it's really, uh, because it's really stupidly long. But if you search for B-O-F-L-E-X, that's Bowflex Films, uh, and the sitcom pilot is called Home Time... Um, because it's about a bunch of teachers and you know and, and when they're at home, so home time. Uh, and it stars um, myself acting and also as the uh, the, the uh, co-writer, uh, my very good friend Lisa uh, and Martin and also uh, Lee as well. There's some fantastic um, characters in there. Um, I have to say, that cause I'm a writer. Um, it's still uh, it's been re-edited. It's about 15 minutes long. Fifteen. Fifteen. Right. Uh, it's a comedy. Um, but I think there's only had about eight views because we thought it was actually private, but apparently it's not private, anyone can see it. So wouldn't you prefer that anybody could see it? Uh, well, I would have thought so, yeah. So if you'd like to see it, please feel free. Like I said it's is, it is a comedy. Um, if you'd like to leave comments, any any feedback would be good. Um you shouldn't tell people it's a comedy, Rob. People should be able to work out that it's a comedy. Yeah, that's true actually. Well I'm not too sure. That's no, that could be one of the criticisms. Um so yeah, but please go and have a look. Uh, like I said, it's under Bowflex Films and it's called Home Time, so go and have a watch of that. That's enough of that, Rob.
0: Thanks. I'm going to kick us off straight away because I've had enough of you rambling unless you've got anything else to say. Uh, no, I was going to write round about the budget, but
1: I think we all know whether this country is going to the dogs anyway.
0: On the subject of money, as you know, it was recently Comic Relief. I did know that. I, I saw the red noses in shops. I didn't watch it.
1: Can but I just say, to... by the way, sorry, yeah. I'm just going to... Your uh, mother very kindly got Sarah a bag, which she was delighted about. Why
0: did my mum buy your girlfriend a bag? Because
1: apparently this designer called Lulu Guinness, I think her name is, I'm not right. the word of her, um, released this designer bag. Well, not designer, but she designed a bag for common relief that is available exclusively through Sainsbury's. And Sarah couldn't find it, but your mother very kindly found it for her. Did she, she was delighted. her to pay her back? She did, yes. I think oh, right, so was was it wasn't doing... a gift? No, no. Oh, okay. So,
0: yeah. but uh, I'm half. Just like nice to say it. thank you to your mum for that. But my mum doesn't listen to this. Oh. oh fuck it then. Comic Relief. Uh, this is from the, uh, the Bournemouth Echo. Actually, I just wanted to read this, Rob. It's just a bizarre article. It's by Caitlin Marsh. And the, the headline is Getting Funny for Money What You Did for Comic Relief. And right. I just thought I'd read you about these things that people did in the area of Bournemouth, for Comic Relief. And I'm going to pause at each one and ask for your, you know, just for your thoughts on each of them. Mm, okay. Okay, so, Dorset was painted in a wash of bright colours yesterday as people across the country raised funds for Comic Relief. Sorry, if so anybody is listening from foreign shores, do you want to explain what Comic Relief is? Uh, comic Relief has been running for over 20 years, and basically it's, it's an event that was set up uh,
1: in order to raise money for um, good causes all over the world. I think lot, they do a lot of work in Africa through various comedy mediums, and also just lunatics doing
0: just stupid and uh, demoralising uh, activities. So, whether they donned red noses, held competitions, or made fools of themselves as jokes and more, it seems everyone was keen to do something funny for money. So what? would you like to know a few of the things people have done wrong? Yeah, go on. Tiger Aries, a nine-year-old pupil at Malsbury Sorry, what? Tiger Aries. Oh, fucking hell, that's a middle-class name. Isn't a, Jesus Christ. A nine-year-old pupil at Malden. Park School in Bournemouth. Donned a girl's uniform for a week. So it must be a boy. Um, Tiger and his mum Angela also took to Bournemouth Square on Thursday with buckets and have so far reached £140 in fundraising. His school also held a mufti day. A mufti day is where you wear your own clothes. So basically, his mother was forcing him to cross dress for a week. Yeah. Right. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. Um, energetic Craig Oswell, which I'm assuming isn't his full name, I think energetic I quite like is an that. Yeah. adjective. Twenty two of Rossmore, assistant manager of TK Maxx, ran twenty eight miles to work in Salisbury and raised three hundred pounds in the process. Well that's good. Yeah. That's a good yeah. Do you think he collected the money as he ran. I'd hope so. The, the bucket is getting progressively <laughs> heavier. <laughs> <us a> pound. <laughs> yeah. Have you got any lighter coins? <laughs> Resident and carers at Colton Care's Fernhill home in Ferndown enjoyed a red nose, egg and spoon race, hula hoop contest, made a scarecrow and adorned a red car with a red nose whilst wearing red noses and charity t shirts. Right. So they were forcing the residents to take
1: part in an egg and spring race. Basically. Right. I and just th- got this really nasty image that they were going around like painting the faces red of, of the old people there. The old deers just sort of falling asleep with these red these bright
0: red faces. Quite, and sprayed red hair. Quite possibly. Yeah. They wouldn't L- know. Letasco in Bournemouth put their money where their mouths are in their man's in their man versus La Tomatina challenge. Right. Tomatina challenge, Tomatina. For a £1 donation, staff and customers had to see who could eat the most tomatoes in 60 seconds. That was their idea. Okay. I, I'd imagine, what, two or three? 60 seconds. Um, four.
1: What if it was chopped? If it was a whole tomato, I reckon, yeah, maybe one tomato. I can't imagine who any eat you more. That must be a real... That's really quite, I mean... Pathetic? yeah.
0: What a tedious challenge that is. Do you want to eat a tomato for a quid? The reason, Not really. The reason I'm reading these out is they are tedious. Right. <laughs> Halifax in Paul saw Darren Ellery, customer service advisor, <laughs> jump into a bath filled with custard dressed as a banana. <laughs> whilst his colleagues pedalled 110 miles on an exercise bike to cover the distance from pool to Buckingham Palace. Why didn't he get on a bike and ride from pool to Buckingham Palace? Right, right. so what are we going to do in Halifax? What are we going to do? I know, I'll jump into a bar filled with custard. Oh yeah, but you should dress up as something to do it. Uh, a banana, how about banana? A banana? custard, Makes And sense. while you do it, we will sit on exercise bikes and pedal 110 miles, which is the equivalent of riding from pool to Buckingham Palace. Why would you ride from pool to Buckingham Palace? What's Buckingham Palace got to do with fucking... Comic Relief. That was just my question as well. Why 110 miles? Why not make it
1: 100 miles and make it round figure? I'm starting to sound because like Alan Parks. Ex- they did some
0: exercise, basically. Alan, called Alan Parks. Sorry, Andrew Parks, not Alan Parks. The team at Teachers' building society in Wimborne wore, re- wore red. You've got to fucking work harder than that. Because, <laughs> by the way, for people who don't know, Comic Relief is also known as Red Nose Day. People don these sort of fake red noses. Like, like a clown. Like and, a fucking stupid clown. And held a bake sale.
1: Raffle and sweepstake, brilliant! That, what an ingenious way to raise money. Just
0: like every other generic charity event. Children from Talbot, Talbot, sorry, Talbot <laughs> Combined School in Pool pulled off, pulled on. Hey, sorry, boy, where's this going? <laughs> pulled on other. their best party frocks and trouser suits for an eighty-themed fundraiser in aid of Comic Relief. Blame it on the boogie. I can't. What? Bear it. I nearly died reading this. Wet sponges flew across the grounds at Bournemouth University <laughs> as lecturers encouraged their students to put their hands in their pockets for a chance to sponge the lecturer. I'm that, assuming, that sounds wrong. <laughs> I'm assuming sponge lecturer isn't some sort of euphemism. Yeah. Telemarketing company Astute Limited turned their offices into a call centre hotline, which can't have been that hard, to take donations for comic relief. The team manned the phone from 6pm until midnight taking donations and enjoyed everything from sponsored balloons... <laughs> To a pool tournament to a seventies car wash. What the what fuck is a sponsored it... balloon? I, I don't really What's th- a seventies car wash? Well seventies car wash is obviously people with scanty clad ladies on roller skates. I would assume anyway. The last two, Rob. Staff from Beals in Pool turned their shop window into a moving display as they took turns peddling on a static bike for six hours and sold homemade cakes to customers. So I'm assuming a moving display doesn't is mean a
1: Anything worse than some people walking past, going, "Oh, it's a dick in a bike." You want to see a dick in the bike on the window?
0: There he is. I oh, was right. He does look like a dick. Level three VRQ students. Level, what? level VRQ must be some sort of even more rudimentary <laughs> GNVQ. Some spurious qualification. Yeah, <laughs> level three VRQ students. It must be vocational R uh, qualifications. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, that's at Bournemouth and Paul College. They were busy baking through the night to produce various tasty street treats, from bakewell tarts with red noses to Danish pastries to sell at the college. I'm sorry, I've had enough. It's hurting my head. Hurrah. By, by the way, for people who don't know, I think
1: it's red noses. It's not every year, is it? I think it's every two years. I don't, I don't know. These, don't these, know. those were pathetic. Yeah, quite. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, there was almost the same people. These, these random people just manage to decide that the best way to raise money is by sitting in a bath of beans no why do you donate those beans to the third world third world country they probably appreciate that more
0: well is that what you're suggesting you just pack the beans into a big box and send them
1: yeah literally after they got after they come out of the bath literally just tip the bath up pour
0: it into an envelope and send it off Rob, have you, I just should warn you you're about to read us a story but I, I, I have warned you I've gone even more I, I've got pro- possibly the most tedious thing I've ever read to you after this Great Okay, this was sent in from Craig
1: from Newport um, It's from the South Wales Argus Newport man jailed for burgling house to satisfy underwear fetish Oh my word So quite simply, if you remember the man, man of the other week who uh, we realised was actually It's
0: unfortunate I can already see the picture of him but I'd like to see it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's You show a, it to me at the end. Yeah. Looks like a very attractive fella.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, a man who has a sexual fetish for stealing underwear was jailed for two years and ten months after missing burglary. Alan uh, Bartlett, 39, of Gare Vale, Newport, entered the home of... By the way, this name is fantastic. Leon Spargo.
0: Leanne? Leon. Leon Spargo. Sp- why has Leon got underwear in his house? Well, everyone has underwear in has Alex. Oh, so he's not stealing female underwear? No, he's just
1: stealing... I think, oh, because I, th- I immediately assumed you were stealing a you know, fully knickers. You would do. Kind of I think that's right. I mean, uh, looking at the man, yeah, you can imagine in in, in a particularly uh, fetching pair of women's underwear. Or at least that's what I've imagined. So, sorry, the name was Leon... Leon Spargo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I
0: wouldn't,
1: yeah. yeah. I uh, in Byron Road, Newport, on August 20th, the 26th last year. Searching for items in the washing machine and in a basket. But after being disturbed and chased by Mr. Spargo, Bartlett ran away from the property, slipping twice, as he did so, and causing underwear and other various items he had stolen to fall to the floor. Bartlett, who has a number of previous convictions for burglary, appeared by a video link at Cardiff Crown Court for sentencing, having pleaded guilty to burglary. He originally denied the charge, but later changed his plea. Prosecutor, I'm guessing this is a Welsh name because I don't know what it is. I think it's Leon, as in L-E-U-A-N. Leon, maybe Leon, Leonie. yeah, Leonie, uh, Leonie. yeah. Um, said Bartlett had a sexual fetish for stealing underwear, and had entered the man's home at around five thirty a.m.
0: After open... be sexually excited about stealing underwear, Alex, there's a lot of perverts out of there.
1: Okay. Uh, after opening the washing machine and searching a basket for items, he ran off when Mr. Spargo became aware of movement in the house and heard plates crashing to the floor.
0: Why were plates crashing?
1: Well, you know, if you're going to steal some underwear, it may as well cause a bit of damage as well. Just go have a bit of fun, really. But why would you? Why how would you be smashing plates by accident? I reckon he was he was so um, excited, yeah, sexually excited. And literally, he was, as he was pulling the clothes out of the washing machine, and literally just maybe just knocking stuff off the off the, the worktop. Because I guess he
0: was doing a pretty good job of doing this and not disturbing the owner of the house until he started smashing plates, which is going to be a dead, dead way to wake somebody up. Absolutely. I mean, he's already broken in, and he was you know he was in the act of trying to steal his underwear. It's impressive, mm. uh, Mr. Spargo chased Bartlett, who was also carrying a pair of jeans. I'm not sure I chased this man for my under my stolen underwear. I think I think this man's a lunatic. I'm just going to let him go and call the police. Well, I guess he wasn't threatening anyway. So look,
1: look, mate. I'll be honest with you. I just need your underwear. But as it says, he he uh, he was also carrying a pair of jeans. So it just implies he was just doing clothes. Uh, but was forced to stop. The, uh, was forced to stop the chase after he himself slipped, <laughs> Mr. Spargo. Sorry, I'm, I'm. No, I'm
0: just uh, tired. Okay. So, yawns, listeners. Uh,
1: after Mr. Spargo identified Bartlett, police visited the defendant's home and found the stolen jeans, which were identified by Mr. Spargo. Could you imagine how tedious I must have been? Are these <laughs> your jeans? Yeah, they're
0: mine. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah guess i was arrested, thinking mate. this guy's
0: pretty petty. only a pair of jeans, mate. Yeah, that's true. Well, and some underwear. And some underwear. Um, I want those jeans and underwear back.
1: They also found black trainers, which Mr. Bartlett had stolen in the chase, which were covered in mud and found cuts and grazes on Barlet's body. <laughs> um, a police search of his uh. home found three plastic bars containing, uh, containing traces of white powder found to be amphetamine sulphate. Is that speed? I don't know. I suppose, I f- must
0: be, yeah. Amphetamines. Yeah, we'll put it probably we'll would be. Um, so, this guy is hyped up on speed. So, so Breaking far, into people's houses, nicking underwear and breaking plates.
1: Again they haven't actually said that they found any underwear at this man's house but the, 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 what they have found is a pair of dirty, dirty um, trainers a pair of jeans and amphetamine sulphate yes <laughs> so you would have thought the, 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 the crime would be the fact he had amphetamine sulphate at home surely because they found th- three pa- plastic bags containing traces of white powder just can say. I see the picture of this guy? You can. Have Just we, let me finish yeah. this. Mr Bartlett, uh, sorry, represent Mr Bartlett, Nigel and the defendant had taken up education courses whilst in custody. While well, that matters, I've no idea. Irrelevant. <laughs> um, Judge Nigel Bidder, QC, uh, sentenced Bartlett for two years and ten months in prison for burglary and one month in prison for possessions of amphetamine. The sentence will be served concurrently. So let's have a look at this, uh, this Nair do There he is.
0: Oh my dear words. I would not chase him. He, uh, right, saying. so I just want to describe him to people. He's bald. He's got a very craggy face. He's probably about 45, maybe older. He's. he's- He's, he's got well, his ear looks like it's been chewed off it does, a bit, it it. Does look like and he's boring. sort of got one. He's sort of like kind of squinting with one eye, if you know what I mean. And uh, why well, I, I don't want to say anything more in case he, he, he hunts me down. That 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 man. I do like the, just just below the picture. pitch, pitch for, the, for the listeners. It does say in big letters: sexual fetish. Alan Bartlett was jailed for buggery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, burglary, it says burglary, Alex. Yeah, yeah couldn't see it. From um, him.
1: Now, there are comments on this story. Um, good. I'm going to see if... I'm not sure what time I'm running out because there are some very strange but brilliant comments on Okay, that. good. Okay, right. So the first one is from Jimbo Blue, or that be, it could be Jimbo Blue, um, says, The Nicker nab strikes again. Look in your archives, ninety-seven, ninety-eight, implying that maybe this is That's a a connection. Yeah. Columbo there. Yeah. Mr. Bump says, This is a funny story. What a nutter. Just to highlight it there, it's a funny story for those who haven't. Like, funny story.
0: <laughs> um, Goldy looking Clark. Maybe he's doing it for comic relief. Maybe. Maybe this is. Well, that's a good thing. That's imaginative. I'm going to break into 10 people's houses and steal some underwear yeah. and then send them to Africa. Yeah. Um, Goldy looking Clark says. <laughs> right.
1: um, looks like the dad of the pyrotechnic Chav. Lol. I don't. The
0: pyrotechnic. Sorry, Chav. Pyro- Pyromaniac chav. I do. Looks like a father of a pyromaniac chav. Yes. Can we have a father of a pyromaniac chav as an episode? The dad of of that
1: looks like the dad of that pyromaniac chav. I'm guessing there's a story about a a, a pyromaniac. If there's a story
0: about a pyromaniac chav, you need to find it and read it out. I will. I will.
1: Um, Jimbo Blue uh, quotes again, uh, saying uh, he got five years for it before. I'm, I'm guessing it's the same man. Uh, Johnny Vaughan and Denise Van Ayrton were laughing their heads off on The Big Breakfast that was some time ago then. I'm not sure f- even five years ago The Big Breakfast no, was on then
0: no. I think that's been defunct for quite a few years well I don't know but I do know that Johnny Vaughan did mysteriously go bald very quickly over about the last four years yeah that's that strange isn't it I mean, he seems to have lost a lot of his powers since that happened yeah you didn't really see him around that much anyway so, sorry get, get on with it yeah Ringo78 takes uh, the opportunity to actually speak to one of the other commenters
1: not about the story I hasten add. he just starts a general conversation uh, saying, Mr. Blue, having a break-off face pest, I see. How the devil are you? What's a break-out face pest? Having a break-off face pest. I think he means having a break-off Facebook. Right. Okay. I assume, unless it's, there's some sort of paedophile Facebook equivalent called face pest. I'm not entirely sure, but... Uh,
0: well, I don't know why you've got to bring paedophiles into it. Just just sexual pests. Could be. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, Jim Bob responds saying, uh,
1: Who is that? Yeah, I'm a good, pal. Still on the pest. All entertainment to me. Um, right side up says, "Can you remove this photo? It's frightening the kids."
0: It's a very frightening photograph.
1: Yep. Um, Antique says, I think That's good. Antique says, "Don't tell me he got a job in the prison laundry." Uh, very good, Mister Bump. Follows up on his earlier comment, saying, "I'm still chuckling at this story." I mean, mm-hmm. He was one of his to tell us that this this very funny is, story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Dudley says worn underwear that can be bought on the internet. So someone told me, not that I've ever. And just leaves it there. I reckon you could get used
0: underwear on eBay. You
1: can. There is a site though you can actually. Uh, buy How do you worn know this? Underwear. Again, I've, I've heard it off other people. And then ex Newport follows up to the Mr. Dudley's comment about the, the uh, uh, internet worn underwear by saying, "I can save some of my boxer shorts, only a few skid marks." £5 pound each.
0: Can only a few skid marks be an episode title? <laughs> That's a brilliant episode title. Only a few skid marks. And uh, just a few more. Uh, Karma Sutcha says,
1: I'm confused. I didn't see mention anywhere of a Mrs. Spargo. Do you think it's it's safe then to assume that this man is a fetish for men's underwear?
0: It must be. Ill. Unless Leon is a woman's name. Possibly. Possibly.
1: Um. Diarrhea says <laughs> bit of foundation cream, some mascara, and a black leotard, he's a five on guaranteed finalist and strictly. His partner's got to be Hugo Chavez, mind.
0: Hugo Chavez has just died. Are you saying it's that's inconsiderate? Why have they brought Hugo Chavez into it? I'm not sure why
1: his partner's got to be... I, mean, yeah, they, they imply, I, I assume they're making the references that this guy, guy must have some sort of mental illness and so he, when he's dressed up and ready for He'd want a dancing, dead socialist as his partner. Basically, yeah. And uh, just to finish, um, Robin DeBank says, Horsewhip after sentence. Thereafter, cold showers every hour on the hour. On release... Curfew, boxing gloves, more cold showers, electric shock treatment, <laughs> then liberal application of Vic before he goes out. Of what? Liberal application of Vic before he goes out. What Vic? Vic, you know, Vic's vapour rubbing when we chest. Lib, why? I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't... <laughs> why the boxing gloves? <laughs> so, yeah, so, just to clarify, what he's saying is, so he receives a horse whip after sentence, thereafter, cold showers every hour on the hour, on release, curfew, boxing glove... More cold showers, electric shock treatment, then liberal application of it before he goes out.
0: That would be too long for an episode title, but I'd like it.
1: <laughs> oh, actually, let me just—I've just, just finished off this this last comment by C Dan three one nine, who says, "What a load of fucking lies!" And then follows up by "What shit stirrers!" And then Comsec earlier comment by saying, "It's nearly all lies."
0: Ah. Rob, you know you were telling me about the fact that this man was chased. Yeah, by Leon Spargo. Yeah, that's a, that's Leon Spargo text. needs to become an attorney and a, a very untrustworthy attorney. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs>
0: like, like Leon, like, like, like it? Lionel. Lionel. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm I'm coming out of um, I, I'm in London, right, near Edgware Road. The other day, I'm right. coming out of this building, and I'm walking down a street, and I'm going to paint a scene for you. There's a black Toyota 4x4, RAV4 thing, parked mm. at the side of the road. Parked at the side of the road. Its window is open. Right. All right, and it's just sitting there. This guy, black guy, tall, with a beret, but, you know, at a jaunty angle. <laughs> sort of looking street. Of course. It wasn't some <laughs> reduction, was it? No, no, but he was going for that look. Okay. And he walked up to the, uh, the RAV4. So he's walking past the RAV4, and he turns and looks at it. And he sees that the windows open and he walks around it like going as if he's gonna look inside of it. And I just thought it was his car, to be honest. As he's doing this, I just hear this voice scream out. And I look down the road where there's this slightly, you know, porky, and he might have been he might have been Eastern European or something like that. He had long grey hair, he's carrying what looked like two buckets. Right. And you see him go, he literally just goes, Hey! You motherfucker! And he drops the buckets, <laughs> he runs up to the guy and he goes. Get away from the car! The guy also seems to panic, the guy who looks a bit like Samuel L. Jackson. He starts sort of jumping up and down around the guy like this, like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, slaps him, <laughs> a big, a big slap. Whoa! Like that, around the guy's face. The, the, the guy whose car it is starts going even... And the, the, the other guy, the guy who looks like Samuel Jackson, starts going, I was just looking in it, I was just looking in it. And the guy's going, you're going away from the car. And then he's going, you're wet, you're wet. And he's putting his hands in his pockets. He gets out the mobile phone. He's holding it up to the guy's face, going, I'm going to take a picture, I'm going to take a picture. This guy, the guy, still jumping around, jumping around. And then he just runs off down the road like a scared cat runs off the other guy whose car is just pelt's after him with the phone next to his ear just screaming police police <laughs> and he just ran off into the distance all this time I'm just stood there and I was thinking all the way through this should I be doing something should I be stepping in I didn't know what I should have done what would you have done laughs probably so I kept walking down to the end of the road where there was just a woman standing there who just still stood there after having watched all this as well and she just looked at me and she just went he slapped him <laughs> yeah (laughs) it was a real slap (laughs) that seems quite quite a surreal moment yeah it was the man screaming motherfucker
1: I did I did like the the, 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 I think there was many alternative uh, which I'm not going to discredit your impression but he did seem to become Eastern European going on Chinese
0: Uh, well I didn't know where he was from (laughs) okay (laughs) Well, I've got two stories for you now because one naturally leads on to the other one's very short I fit itself going to read you something quite tedious the first bit isn't that tedious the first the th- this is from New Shopper it's by Halloy's Wood okay. and the head right, well I'll just read you the story because if I say the headline I'll give you the whole story comedian Frankie Boyle yes no. has said life in Bromley is like in quotes a lobotomy made out of bricks <laughs> the controversial comic made the statement on twitter about 11 p.m last night march 18th he tweeted from his official account i've lived in bromley for a couple of years it was like someone had made a lobotomy out of bricks the town was the subject of last night's bbc3 program snog marry avoid broadcast around the same time as Boyle commented on twitter with members of the public transformed from fakery into natural beauties um etc etc i'm not gonna i'm not gonna read anymore right so frankie Boyle, we all know who he is yeah right so what I was very interested by was a story that 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 story was on the t- Tuesday. On the Wednesday there was a story in the New Shopper. I, the this is, this is possibly the strangest story I think I've read in the New Shopper, and probably the most tedious. I mean. I almost, I mean, I felt like I'd had a lobotomy. A minute, so you're saying
1: it. that they clarify the original
0: story? No, it's got nothing to do with the original story. I'm saying they have this story on the Tuesday with Frankie Boyle saying this. On Wednesday, they have another story about Bromley. They don't, it's not related to the Frankie Boyle story, but I'm saying in my mind it confirms what Frankie Boyle was saying. Oh, I see. It's by Tom Jasper, who we've got to find some other articles, but I've never heard That's of. That's a him. new journalist. Well, if, we think. If, if he is a new journalist. I would imagine this could possibly be the last article he will ever write in his life if this is his excuse for a story. Rob, I hope you're ready for this. I just want you to settle down, get cozy and listen to this. The headline is Overheard in dot, 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 Bromley. The bizarre things people say. Now, I assume, oh, I just love the idea of walking around Bromley town centre with a dictaphone just literally recording conversations. But the, the headline suggests this is going to be a running feature. Overheard in dot 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 Bromley. Is he going to do it in other areas? I have got to say this, this could run and run. Are you ready, Rob, for the bizarre things people say? I, I mean, I've now had to read this twice to myself, and just to read it again, I'm almost—it's going to be painful. This, this is new. This, this happening. This is new.
1: shop as well, isn't it? Yeah. This so is going to be painful. So this, this is this is this would have been run by Alan Parks and the man the Parks Yeah,
0: love it. Get it on the front page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rob, I have to say to you that. By the end of this, you... I mean, I don't... It may Andrew be, Parks! I need to stop calling him Alan Parks! By <laughs> the end of this story, you may... F- I don't know. There may be some resultant brain damage. I'm just warning. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Funny things overheard in Bromley. Right. People say the funniest and strangest things. And here's proof from a quick trip to Bromley. So this guy, Tom... <laughs> Tom Parks thought, I need an article. I just drive dancing... Just drives down to Bromley really fast. Gets out of the car. Hangs around a few locations. Listens for some random things people say. And that's his idea of a story for a fucking newspaper. Anyway, um, can I just point out that I think the term newspaper, when
1: speaking of the New Shopper, is uh...
0: tenuous. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Reporter Tom Jasper overheard some bizarre snippets of conversations
1: after sitting in a park bench. Here's, a, sele- a, park bench
0: here's a selection of quotes he picked up, or even maybe made up. We yeah, don't know. Yeah. In the retailer game, the computer game retailer, he heard this. Boy number one says, "Mate, hold up." I've got to go in game quickly. Boy number two. What for? Boy number one. Well, games mainly. <laughs> that, 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 sorry, sorry. That's the first yeah. snippet.
1: Is that an odd conversation?
0: It's hilarious, isn't it? No, the, the sense of humour of boy number one is just the timing. Rob. Listen, mate, hold up, I've got to go in game quickly. Boy number two. What for? Boy number one. Well... Games mainly. No, absolutely. I mean, there's there's some nice there's some nicer. Uh, I mean, thoughts. It's gone great up. banter.
1: Yeah, yeah, great banter. <laughs> Fucking hell.
0: Clinton's <laughs> card shop.
1: He's just gone on a shopping trip to Bromley. He realizing that the deadline to submit his article is fast approaching. He's just been listening to other customers in the shop. He's been listening to their conversations and thought, yes, this is uh, this is this, <laughs> this is <guy."> gold. <laughs> This is this is
0: journalistic journalistic gold. Wife, I'm surprised about how cheap that all was. Presumably after they've paid for whatever they paid yeah, for the yeah. kittens. Husband, well, it was definitely on the cards. For fuck's sake, <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm genuinely lost for words. <laughs>
0: I, can't, I cannot think what what. When I read this, I thing, can't even think of a joke to make. Costa coffee. Oh god. A lady on the phone to her husband. She looks up and claims, "No, no, I don't think it's snowing anymore." Before she realizes she's actually in Costa and all she can see is the ceiling. Would you like me to read that again? <laughs> I think this might be the most. So <laughs> a... she I mean, like she's in this window. I, <laughs> ask, you, can I ask you? Is this the most tragic piece of journalism you've I ever mean, heard? I mean,
1: this is below the the editor's eyes. <laughs> she must, there must be, in this costa, somewhere, a,
0: a wind- window. <laughs> she's not sitting in a windowless box, staring at the ceiling. This man is... Mate, this, this, this article is this man's observational comedy. Mate, do not bother. This is not observational comedy. I'm going to say it again. A lady on the phone to her husband. She looks up and claims, no, no, I don't think it's snowing anymore, before she realises she's actually in a costa and all she can see is the ceiling. Well, it's got nothing to do with it. She might know that it's not snowing because she just came in. She might have her weather app open. Can I explain? Awesome, this also again it goes back to what you're saying. But
1: uh, if we go back to what was what Frankie Boy's comments were, this isn't specifically about Bromley. No. This could be anywhere in the country. Yes, but uh, yeah, yeah. And there's a good chance these people don't exist because he's just made up. The but if
0: these are the other sort of conversations only go on in Bromley, then I think Frankie Boy was right. Yeah, two elderly women are walking along. I'm okay, just myself this, this is also in Costa, so he's obviously having a, a coffee in Costa. Right. Two elderly women are walking along, and one of them mistakenly fails to identify the coffee beans on the Costa logo. Woman number one, look at those nuts. Woman number two, I think the people drinking coffee will take offence to that. Right.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: Out of his entire day, these are the conversations he plucked out.
1: Uh, I reckon this is about an, an hour's trip because let's face it no real research has
0: gone into this there's two more would you like to know them? Um, the okay I'm sure I would actually uh, okay uh, there's a shop in Bromley called The Entertainer it's a toy shop right husband train. sees a shop sign we've been
1: in there we were in there the other day
0: right looking for souls, stuff for yeah. me yeah. husband sees the shop sign and begins to tum- hum The Entertainer theme hilarious wife why on earth are you humming that song from the circus? <laughs> Should I get, be getting something about that? No, it is for the circus. Well, I, I
1: think it's circus related,
0: right? But it's not a funny story. No, Bromley but... Bromley, Bromley I'm Sa- laughing, I share despair. Bromley South Station.
1: Oh, he's on the way home then, is he? Yes, right.
0: and, and he's heard two conversations which he's written down in his notebook. Oh, okay. A man has just emerged from the kiosk. Man, here you go, darling. Got you a muffin. Man. No idea, eat it and find out. So he's missing the comment in between. So in his own article, he's missed out. <laughs> that, 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 so he's got... Why would you include that if you don't know what, what the dialogue is? He must have what it the dialogue is takes place? Ma- man, here you go, darling, got you a muffin. So she said something which he's forgotten to omit, and he says, no idea, eat it and find out. Presumably she said... Um, don't fuck yourself. Oh, I think she must have said, what's in it? Oh, the, all that.
1: Hilarious. Maybe it's... Yeah. it's, 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 it's Oh, it could
0: have been a coffee bean. No, it's a nut, unfortunately. Do you have high expectations for the last one? Not really, no. Mum, I can't believe the trains are being delayed. I mean, there's so much snow. Daughter, what do you mean? There's no snow at all. Mum, I'll need to teach you sarcasm, young lady.
1: Good. I know that's... that's
0: How is that either bizarre or funny? Please tell me those comments on this story. Um, hang on. He ends it with... What funny or strange things have you heard people say? Add your comments below. So, so he, madness in the shoes. So, well, yeah, he, he released this on Wednesday, twentieth of March, and as to this day, there are no comments. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> who read the this, fuck would there be? I'd say about seventy percent of people who read this died <laughs> halfway through.
1: Anyone I think who read at least uh, even got as far as maybe the third comment and thought, what? What, what why why are you reporting this? i
0: think so i think tom parks is going to be, uh, tom tom jasper is going to be andrew parks protégé i think he's lining him up i like the fact you mistakenly called him tom parks <laughs> could you imagine if that was andrew parks son it that would be brilliant
1: for another marriage problem. obviously
0: how do you, how do you, how do you how do you feel after her hearing that
1: i'm not sure i could i can possibly follow up on a story of that caliber to be honest it's going to be a struggle can you try i can certainly can <laughs> Okay, two stories—one long, one one short one. Simple How thought. long is long? Uh, not particularly long. Okay, okay. okay. Well, okay. make sure I fit in my <laughs>
0: eye?
1: I'm sorry, people can hear my whistling uh, nostril. It's because I've got a cold and it's whistling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Needs no. First one's from the SNJ. Uh, the story is by Chris Warn, and uh, it's official. Stroud is one of the coolest places to live in Britain.
0: Post communism. Post communism.
1: Okay. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna deliberately miss out where it came on this list. Okay. Uh Stroud has been ranked as the bleep, callest place to live in in Britain by the Times newspaper. So by a National when Newspaper. When do I get to guess? At the end? Yeah, it's in a bit of a short story. In today's edition, Tuesday, a pull-out supplement detailed the top thirty best pl- locations to live in the country. Pre- oh, do we have do you have the list? I don't know. Oh, no, so that's I unfortunate. That. Yeah, I'll I'll can look at that Um Preceded by Montpellier in, in Cheltenham, a number, a, a number bleep, Stroud was singled out for its cute boutiques, cute in quotation marks, art galleries, I did not know, had more than one. They actually only had one. And bookshops. What about the donkey? Uh, that's Chalford. No, that's not, that's not Stroud. Um, the, the paper also grew attention to the fact that the locals had stopped the BMP from setting up its media centre nearby. <laughs> oh. that's a side, That's a side comment. Okay, so... The Times top 30 best locations to live in the country. Where do you think Stroud ranked? 23rd. Very
0: close. Very close. 24th. Other way. 21. Keep going. 20th. One more. 19th. It was 19th. Yes!
1: <laughs> that was not a bad estimate, though. Not at all, no. Um, so there that, you go. The, that's the story, is it? That's the entire story. Uh, We're Stroud. To kill our listeners, <laughs> Stroud. the 90th call of place live in the UK. <laughs> uh, my other story um, is from, and this boy isn't any better, um, is from the Coin Advertiser, because I thought we hadn't had a story from there for a while. Um, there's no journalist listed, and uh, the headline is New Addington Woman Wins Prize for Looking Most Like Her Dog. <laughs>
0: Yes, you heard me correctly. One, who came up with the idea? Two, who would enter into it? <laughs> um, who wants to. Right, okay. Hmm. A new Addington pet owner has scooped first prize
1: for looking like her dog. Does she also win the top prize for having lowest self esteem in the end? <laughs> well, I can't imagine that that would be particularly high in your Addington. Emma Morris picked up the most, lo- uh, the most like owner award at the Scruffs Companion dog show in <laughs> Tunbridge Wells at the weekend. She's the dog's companion, is she? Yes, yeah. dog brought her along. Uh, Miss Morris, a professional dog groomer, said while she loves all her seven dogs, seven dogs, the same, Doodles was her first and remains the one closer to her heart. So she doesn't love them all the same, then? No, she loves them What she <laughs> got first, as she clearly says in the article. Uh, Although I love all of them equally, I prefer the first one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right.
1: When I got Doodles, it was just him and me, she said. At that point, my mum had just moved to France, so he was like my new little housemate. He adores me and looks up to me. He would do anything to please his master. Would he now? I'm not going to ask what you've been you doing with this dog, especially if you... Does it involve her, the and dog,
0: him. and a, and, and a family-size um, tub of Nutella? <laughs> I have heard some very unpleasant stories about... Anyway. What? Well, there, there was a
1: lady who... Uh, with I think, peanut
0: butter. Did you read that? Uh,
1: I think it was peanut butter. I've also heard one with Marmite as well. Mm. And then that went quite wrong, apparently anyway, hm mm? how did it go wrong? Well I think the dog bit as right. supposed to licked let's put it that way uh Doodles also won scruffiest dog and best trained dog uh with an adult handler at the dog scruffiest scruffiest dog yes uh, crofts
0: no alex, alex look, this is, this isn't crofts You said scruffs. Right, scruffs. Yeah, yeah. Which is... Right, okay. Are, are you going to show me a picture of this? It's a poor man. Yeah. Y- yeah. Uh, I will, yeah. So a woman, a woman who's happy to be called a dog.
1: Yeah. Um, so you went best... So uh, scruffiest dog and best trained dog with an, uh, an adult handler at the dog show which took place on Sunday at Hoddington Farm Gardens. Miss Morris, 24, credits her dog... She's 24? Yeah, with seven dogs. And she looks like a dog. Yeah. She's a catch Four cross beads, two poodles, and a Staffordshire Bull Terrier, which helped her come out of herself when she was bullied at school. Helped her come out of herself?
0: Yeah. Right. It's not a euphemism. So, with that, with Marcella so involved in as well? <laughs>
1: Maybe. Basically, the dogs, the dogs have helped to come over a traumatic bullying periods.
0: So, she um, has got low self esteem then? I think so,
1: yeah. She said, I find it very hard to mingle with people because I was bullied when I was younger. I'm not laughing at that, that's not funny, sorry. When I got doodles, I became became a nicer person and found a lot of confidence. They are my friends. They are everything. She added, my dogs were there to help me through my partner leaving. It's literally just me and the dogs now. And the Nutella. Yeah, and the Nutella.
0: Other brands are available, I should say.
1: There's no comments on this story. (laughs) Um, Would you like to see her? She's got... So she's got... What's her name? uh, Her name is Emma, Emma Morris... Emma Morris, and um, she's got two dogs. An in her English hand. rose, yeah. Emma Morris, uh, or oh an English dog, whichever you really look at it. Um, she's got. Do- I'm not sure which was doodles because there's two dogs in the hand. How did a know?
0: dog help? So just
1: pot. remember, she's most like her dog award, yeah. And it's a dog in the picture. I don't. It's, it's, it could be one of those two dogs. But she's not unattractive, and she looks like nothing like a fucking dog either. The, the dogs are black, jet black. Al- Alex, l- she's let's, let's not let's not get into that now, but. Do you did you think she was like she's not unattractive, is she? No, not at all. She, she, yeah, but it's just her and the dogs now. Her partner's left. Her mum's fucked off to France.
0: <laughs> it's just her and seven dogs in a house with Nutella. Right, Rob. We're going to finish with a uh, weekly venture into the mind of. Mr Andrew Parks. Super editor. (laughs) Brilliant. Super editor, yes. Uh, It's the new shopper. It is the editor who writes weekly for the new shopper in his editor's eye comment. Uh, We are listing all of these because they are so disturbed on the Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com forward slash Britain's Angriest Hack. Here's the story for this week, Rob. Footballers have no respect for referees. Right. (laughs) Editor's eye comments.
1: I mean... It's difficult to say
0: that he's not trying anymore because I don't think he's ever tried. Um, but, Rob, what but I love... This, that's a new level of tedium. But, Rob, what I love about these articles are, in writing them, he always gives us these little snippets of his personal life. <laughs> The one last week about, be, about being present at the birth of his
1: child, I mean, that was quite a revelation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what an appalling week. Right. First, I get hammered at hockey. Next, in, England... When he says hammered, I mean does mean... Not, uh, could, more be, could be... Could be...
1: Right,
0: OK. First, I get hammered at hockey. <coughs> Next, England throwing the towel against the arch enemy. Hey? Uh, isn't that Germany? Was there some... It, it, must, it there miss- thumb, must be some rugby... We don't watch rugby. Oh, yeah, yeah. England... It was, was it an England-France thing? I, be don't be know, I don't know. know. Then, to cap it all, I lose at cards. To my wife, of all people! Right. What a lovely way to talk about your wife.
1: So he is married, then, Rob. Yeah, well, he is married, but, again, this is, there, there, there's this, this sort of deep-seated resentment of his wife yet again.
0: Of women. Yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. I mean, in general, that's a good point, actually. Thoroughly disgruntled, I decide all I could do was watch Match of the Day and the rugby highlights, the French game, not the English fiasco, with enough beer to numb the pain. OK, so... <laughs> Alcoholic misogynist, then. But, even through the haze... I the help, drunken haze. <laughs> I couldn't help but be wound up still further. Right, he's so angry, and not just because a certain team in a red in red scraped home one 0 No, my ire was directed towards football referees, not for any decisions they were taking, but for being such spineless, obsequious sheep. Okay, so I'm
1: guessing this is about Evra. Is it? I can't remember who it was who was involved in. Quite, an, uh, quite a
0: quite a dangerous tackle recently. No it wasn't ever no. Who was it? Well, it was it must have been Manu. No it, it no no, Man no. Man U. no 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 no. It was Wigan Newcastle. Which
1: well, he, he said red.
0: Yeah but he's not talking oh, about. Oh, sorry, sorry I do apologize. Right. Every week premiership referees just stand there to be abused by overpaid spoilt brats. Well,
1: okay. Fair Compare
0: right. this with the respect afforded to rugby referees and their shame is even greater. The first step towards solving this quite appalling state of affairs would be to provide football referees with microphones. This would have two advantages. First, it would force refs to state clearly what offence has been committed. Secondly, provided it is policed correctly in future, it will stop players abusing officials. When rugby referee Nigel Williams had to speak to a player, the conversation was as follows. You leave the refereeing to me and you concentrate on playing. Another word and you'll be taking a rest. How refreshing. Heaven forbids football's upper echelon would be anywhere near sensible enough to introduce a sin bin equivalent for football. That level of common sense would be too much to ask, but to have some respect shown for referees and theirf- but to have some respect shown for referees and therefore allow them to regain some self-respect, surely that is possible. Is there much more of this? That's it. There was one comment. It's not worth reading out. Do you feel it's made you think, Rob? I can see you're going to go home and you're going to think, yeah, yeah. That Andrew Parks. I've never really heard anybody talk about topics like this before in this way.
1: No, no, i I'll definitely, I mean, it's it's definitely through the thought, I'll be honest. I I do think we should be sending him some sort of, um, I don't know, sympathy card, or or maybe some sort of uh, referral for psychiatric help. I'm not entirely
0: sure what, really. Vouchers. He definitely needs something, yeah. Yeah, maybe vouchers. Yeah, that'd be nice. But now we've got two people to follow. We've got the Tom guy, Tom Jasper. Yeah, Tom Jasper. With his mind-numbing journalistic endeavours, and Andrew Parks. Alex, I- I'm really hoping that Tom
1: Jasper does actually, and this is a weekly feature, and he just, t- he just tours around towns in <laughs> South East London, recording, uh, or just visiting towns for shopping trips and, 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 and then just recording overheard conversations. Because let's face it, I mean, that's, that's going to be comedy gold. Okay, Rob, we need to wrap up
0: the podcast.
1: Yeah, um, I don't think there's anything we need to say, particularly. Obviously, watch my, my pilot. I'm
0: going yeah, stop going on about that. And keep, you all again. and keep sending in your stories, people.
1: Yeah, and also, don't, don't forget, you can review. We, we want new reviews on iTunes, so please do that. And also click subscribe, because that um, makes us more... Um, visible. visible. Yeah, it, it basically rose, rise, Sorry, raises our profile on iTunes, which will be good for us.
0: Thank you very much. Good night. God bless. Take care. Good night. It's, it's it's the afternoon. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs>